0: And we are back, Mike Cernovich, Danger and Play, Gorilla Mindset. We're here to talk about the Spirit. Now, nobody really likes to talk about the Spirit these days because there's religious connotations, and as you know, there is no God, there is no thing other than us, there is nothing greater than we are, so how dare anyone ever talk about the Spirit or act like we humans are not the most important animals to ever live. But I like to think a lot about the spirit for a number of reasons. One is that it gives meaning to your life in ways that nothing else can. We're mind, we're body, or spirit. There's a line that kind of came to me the other day, and it's a religious line, and I don't actually agree that it's true. But think about it for a minute. What if it were true? They say that God gives the hardest battles to the strongest soldiers. This is always told to um, religious people, oftentimes the very evangelical people who are very poor and they're going through tough times. And the idea is God is bringing this on you because he wants to strengthen your spirit. Is that really true? Well, a lot of people are just fuck ups. You know, there's no other way to put it. They keep making their own mistakes. So whether there's really a benevolent God looking after all of us, that's a nice thought to have. But what if you just thought about it for a minute? What if you just said, I am going to allow the suffering that I'm enduring to make me stronger of my spirit. What if you said, things don't happen for a reason until I give it a reason? What if you chose to give meaning to your suffering? What happened then? What if instead of feeling sorry for yourself, you did not, you embraced it? You know, I was thinking the other day how You know, really, if you think about it, the way we view suffering is it's an interruption from our hedonistic lifestyles. Any kind of pain is viewed always as an interruption. Well, now, you know, I'm going through a tough time. Oh, man, my life is over. Primarily because now you're not going to live a pleasurable, opulent, self-indulgent life. Rarely, Rarely do people say their life is over because it's actually over. Usually it comes down to I was living a life relatively... Free of pain, and relatively opulent in pleasure. Oh, I come home, drink beers, watch TV, watch the sports. Um, you know, look at the porn, play video games, whatever you know, whatever it is that people do. And then something happened, and then your life is disrupted, and you think, oh my God, everything's over. Well, you think everything's over because your entire worldview, whether you know it or not, is hedonism. I've I've seen this happen to a lot of people. And as I get older, I see a lot of people who just haven't grown from experiences that should have completely altered their worldview, completely altered the way they live their lives. And, and I thought, why is that, you know? Why is it that the, and I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen people go through things that if they really learned and, and grew from them and then embraced it, they would be amazing people now. And now they're just kind of boring, you know? I have this thing, I don't know if I've, I coined it or not, but I call it... The Rise of the 40-Year-Old Bro. It's the idea that most men my age and older, I'm 38, most men my age or older, you can talk to them about girls you fucked, cars, sports, ESPN, you know, a little political stuff, uh, the stock market, and that's it. You know, if you want to go deep, if you want to talk about meaning significance. You know, why are we here? How can we make a contribution to people? How can we, we do things for other people? You can't have that conversation outside of the context of course unless it makes people look really good. You know, it's like I talked about in yesterday's podcast. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to throw their clothes off and post, you know, semi pornographic pictures of themselves, whether it's men or women, you know, oh I'm inspiring people. You know, no you're not. You're just trying to get people to Suck your dick or lick your pussy online, you know, tell you how great you are. You don't want to inspire people. You want the vanity and you want glory. Whatever. Those people, people are driven by different forces, but those people just, they bore me. They're just so tedious. And And I just couldn't figure it out. And I figured it out. People view pain as an interruption to their hedonistic lifestyle. That is all it is. I lived a nice hedonistic lifestyle. Everything was great. I had pleasure. I didn't have much pain. Oh, no, now I'm interrupted. And then what you do is you weather the storm. Think about it. Think about how we talk about problems we have. And I talk about this in my seminar I did in London. I've written about it. I always want you to examine the language patterns. Examine the language patterns I use and other people use. When you are going through something, people are going to tell you tomorrow is another day. Time heals all wounds. And go through the storm. The storm will pass. This too shall pass. Now, think about it. That is what you call a passive approach to life. Well, time will heal all wounds. You just got to let the time pass. The storm is going to clear. Tomorrow is another day. I don't like that. Those things never resonated with me because, well, one, because I thought it's bullshit. And for most people, it is. Most people don't get over things. People talk about, you know, people my age and older, they talk about their parents, man. What in the fuck are you doing my age, 38, 39, 40, 50, 60? You're talking about your parents because time obviously isn't healing all wounds that is a passive approach to life. The difference is you have to embrace the pain. You have to give it meaning. You have to choose to let it push you harder than you've ever pushed yourself. Because really, we don't push ourselves hard enough. We don't really know our limits. We means me. Not we as in I'm some regal person and you simpleton, weak people need to change your game. I had never pushed myself as hard as my skin condition pushed me. It pushed me to the brink of suicide. But what did I do? You know, if you ask Shauna, they asked her at the um, London seminar, they said, what's it like living with Mike? And she said, well, you know, he really is. He really is as crazy as you think he is. He really does all this posture stuff, and he really does the cold showers, he does this, but, you know, what would really bothered Shauna was that when I had all the skin thing, I would go take salt baths. Now, salt baths, would, they had a purpose. They would um, reduce inflammation, but I would have open wounds over, you know, much of my body, cracks in my skin. And when I would go in there, I would just, uh, uh, you know, I'm introverted, so my screams are largely, you know, internal. But she would still kind of hear them, and she thought, well, this is crazy. You know, what is wrong with you? You know, what is, this, what is wrong with this guy? And what is wrong with me? is that I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to embrace the pain, I'm going to embrace the suffering, and I'm going to use this to grow my spirit, because like most of us who grew up in the West, I was unduly hedonistic, you know, all I cared about was, you know, banging chicks, and people telling me I'm cool, and looking cool, looking hot, you know, going to the gym, taking steroids, and, you know, God, I'm starting to sound like a freaking preacher, Right my life was in until I found the Lord Jesus, you know, but you kind of start to realize if you judge religion, not based on, well, I'm atheist; these religious people are stupid. But if you look at it from like a broader sense, a lot of it starts to make sense. You know, you realize you reach a point in your hedonism. It's like, okay, how many times am I going to have sex with different girls? Um, how many times are people going to tell me like my body looks hot and this and that? How How much more of that, ego validation do I really need before I realize that isn't enough. I needed significance. I needed meaning. I needed something deeper. That deeper part of us is our spirit. And we're, we're almost never going to push our spirits hard enough. And that's why when you do have suffering, don't just weather the storm. Don't hide from it. That's what we do. We go into our little bunkers. We hide from it we just hope it passes. This problem's going to pass. Just feel it all, and it's going to hurt worse. It will definitely hurt worse. When you embrace embrace the suffering and the blows to you, the pain is going to be significantly more intense, more acute. I can't, really, um, I can't really lie to you, and I'll never lie to you. But when you do that, that acute stress is what makes you stronger, and it makes your your spirit stronger. And then it gives you meaning, it gives you dimension, it gives you character. Why are why are most people so boring? Why are they so basic? Again, because it's very superficial. Oh yeah, you know, the t- sports teams. You know, why would I care about the sports teams? It's just some thing on the television. What would that, you know, how does that impact my life, you know? How does it make me feel like I have a a passion or you know what what I think it was Napoleon Hill called that burning desire? And by embracing the spirit, I have, I don't know, I have so much passion on, I feel so much more alive and I feel more alive every day and I have more energy and you know, things that I took for granted. I just thought, oh yeah, I'm like a low energy kind of introverted guy. And, you know, what can you do? You know, I can try to improve myself, but that was because I still wasn't focused in on that spirit, that, that fire inside of me. And we all had it. There was a fire inside of us, you know, I'm at this resort now, and there are all these family with kids, and you see kids, and they're just running around, and when you watch them walk, they walk the tremendous posture, perfect posture, and they goof around, and they laugh, and they spin in circles, and you just tell, they just have this energy, they have this passion, they have a fire burning inside them, and it's going to consume them, And that's how I feel now every day. you know, How do you get so much done, Mike? How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do that? I found that fire inside of me. And I feel like every day it might just burn me up because it burns so intensely and it burns so brightly. And when you find that fire inside of you, you're not just more productive for yourself, but you become a light into the world because now you have a message. People realize you care. People realize that... This isn't just about my ego. I was anonymous for years. You have to put your face on the internet just because of the idiots out there who are who are liars. But people meet me, and they can tell that I actually care. This isn't just about my ego. And then, of course, the irony of that all is, you know, I'm the guy who doesn't do it for ego, but I have more people prop me up than I ever could have imagined, you know. sometimes you feel bad, you know, I wake up and I'm like, I'm always like, okay, making sure that anybody who interacts with me, like I I tell them thanks or thanks for buying the book or thanks for this. And a lot of times I'm like, man, I just can't even, I can't even keep up. So I've set aside every day, 25% of my day now is, you know, if you want to call it marketing engagement, I don't care what you call it. People can say whatever they want to say about me. Oh, you only do it for marketing, you only do it for this. I don't care. You do your thing and I'll do mine. And I just always say, okay, I got to talk to the guys. I got to make them feel, have a powerful message. I got to make them feel like what they're doing is matters. And that's just every day of my life now. I think about how I can improve people. So by focusing more on my spirit and less on the validation and on the hedonism stuff, I have more validation than I even know what to do with, right? If I really got off on with ego and the narcissism stuff, I would just be like on cloud nine thinking I was the greatest person in the world because of what people say but it's not about that that hedonism at that pleasure it's about that deep 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 spirit inside of you that fire inside of you now how do you find it you know boy it's a tough question I always like to kind of you know I always like to do the, the method of my madness these podcasts and the posts. I always like to sort of present a problem talk about how I had the problem talk about how I solved it and then I always want to teach you you know, here's how you can apply this message to your own life. And what I've been doing lately is I have been doing the breathing stuff that I've done. I've been doing my guerrilla mindset posture stuff. And I've been doing Wim Wolf's breathing. Ex- Wim Hoff. I call him Wim Wolf probably because I think he's a wolf. Now, Wim Hof, I watched his video and. I've been applying his breathing techniques, and and I realized something about Wim Hof. Do you know why he – and if you haven't heard about Wim Hof, definitely I'll I'll post at dangerplay.com the video and the documentary. Wim Hof, he does these amazing feats of nature that people would say is possible. He climbed Mount Everest with um, no shirt on, shorts, and just like little ice boots to walk up the slippery ice. He's run marathons in the desert without having to drink water. He can alter his physiology through his breath. And he talks about how he changes his immune system, his endocrine system, and how he goes deep inside of his spirit. And I've been, I've been doing this stuff. And Wim Hof developed these techniques after his wife had committed suicide. It was, I almost cried. me. it was very, very sad because you can tell that he still feels um, that loss. And he had four kids, and he was married to the love of his life. Um he said, you know, I love life and I love my wife. Even even today, you know, he said that on the Joe Rogan podcast, they said, you know, what do you love? And he said, I love life and I love my wife. He, she still lives on in his memory. And she had had severe mental problems and the mental health profession had given her drugs and tried everything that they try to do. And ultimately, she jumped from the eighth floor and committed suicide. And he felt the kind of grief that You know, only somebody who loses a child or um, a spouse could feel the deepest level of loss, the deepest yearning, and the deepest mourning. And he said, I want to know, why, why did she die, you know? Why did she die? And how can I help other people? How can I bring more love to the world? How can I bring happiness, strength, health to more people? And that's how he developed the techniques that he has, the breathing techniques, the the cold water immersion techniques. He said, you know, the cold is my master. The cold is what teaches me. And he went and pushed his body to the deepest limits, limits that most people don't even know you had. And now he's changing the world every day. He's touching lives. And when you watch the video, you see that he has a fire inside of him, a burning fire. And he has charisma, and you think this is this is pure love. This is what we should all to aspire to. He has Spirit. It's the kind of person you would follow up any mountain. You would talk to for hours and, and never get enough. And he found that because he gave meaning to the tremendous loss that he had suffered, and now he wants to bring that meaning to the world. And that's how you can build your spirit. I've been doing those web wolf techniques in addition to the banal beats and my other stuff that I've written about a girl mindset and. I've been having some real breakthroughs, you know, like doing this podcast, you know, my eyes are actually welling up a little bit. I've I've been getting deep inside um, emotional parts of my body that I wasn't even aware of having. I've been feeling intense amounts of joy, um, almost like a euphoria. I've been feeling love in my heart, just generalized love, not not even love for specific places or things, but just a connected sense of love with the universe and with everyone else and Part of that is because I added the one wolf technique. So I've been doing it in the cold water. We have this big cold water pool, and it is physically exhausting. And doing those techniques are kind of why I did this podcast. I thought I thought, and I had a real epiphany. I thought, you know, physical or spiritual work is physically taxing. Physical work is immensely physical taxing. And I've been because I've been doing these techniques, and I'm so hungry all the time. I've been eating like four thousand calories a day, and I'm still losing fat. And then I realized, yeah, working on the spirit, if you try to do it on your own, is physically taxing. And that's why a lot of times you have to just view the suffering life brings on you as a gift because no one, hardly any of us can push ourselves as hard as other people can push us. We all know this when you have a a good business business partner, a co-writer, a co-editor, you have a strong team, you have a training partner at the gym, you have a great coach, when somebody pushes you, they always push you past your limits because most of us are afraid of, I don't know, of breaking ourselves, of going past the limits. And when you train like Wim Hof trains, you're going to go to some very weird places. I've gone, to, I've gone really weird, weird, weird places, and I don't, I don't know where it's going to continue to. I don't know where it's going to end. But I'm massively hungry, and that's because. Spiritual training is physically exhausting So that's what I would tell you you want to find that complexity that dimension you want to find that fire inside you that when you wake up, you know, not everybody is a a Fire type like me a warrior type, you know, I wake up and I'm just thinking man I'm gonna raise hell today every day I wake up and think that I just can't wait. I roll out of bed. And I'm like, I just can't wait to see what is going on I can't wait to talk to the guys Can't wait to see what I missed while I went to sleep this is going to be just another great day. And I feel like that even when I had a real bad uh, uh, flare on my face and my eyes were swollen shut. Just like I wake up like this every every day and it feels so fucking good. And it's better than any drug you have. And it's also controlled. It isn't very spazzy. Everything is very calculated. People think just because um, I appear a little crazy or a little wild, they don't know what I'm doing, but it's just that passion. that even though... I come up with such force and such energy. It doesn't mean that I'm falling into traps. It doesn't mean like I'm a bull running around. I know where I'm going, and I want everybody to feel that way. And I feel I feel bad for people who don't feel that way, actually, because you, you feel everything. You feel connection. You feel love. You feel inspiration. You feel like what you're doing, it matters. And you feel like you can change other lives. And to do that, you have to push yourself harder than you could ever push yourself. You have to... Put away the hedonism. You have to put away the ego. You have to stop caring so much about what other people think about you. You have to stop lying to yourself. You have to stop telling you that you post pornographic pictures of yourself on the internet because you inspire people. You have to t- figure out what it is that really you are lying to yourself about, and you have to reject those lies. And you have to go do the spiritual training. So I encourage you to watch that Will Wolf video. The breathing is tricky. It took me a little while to figure out how to do it. The, the banana beats, I definitely encourage you to try the different beats. I bought a um, track on I- iTunes. There's a whole album of them, and I found that theta waves actually resonate with me more than other waves. Keep doing the posture stuff. Keep training. And, and do what Joe Rogan said. This is a great line. I can't train like this anymore because I'm, I've am i been off all performance and drugs for I think four months now. I've been completely all natural, and I've haven't really lost much muscle and completely restored my testosterone level because the techniques i show in gorilla mindset restore the endocrine function i mean i've done it twice now i've gone off trt twice and i've restored my natural testosterone levels without any kind of post-cycle therapy or any drug twice because it works well the downside of not being mysterious is i can't do this all the time because you know your body is your body but you know, Joe Rogan said on the Wim Hof podcast, he said, when I'm at the gym, I, I, I act like I'm going to fight for my life, you know. And I thought, what a, what a great mantra, you know. What a great mantra to go to the gym and just say, today I'm going to fight for my life. And when, and when you treat it like a fight for life and you get that adrenaline and the norepinephrine and all the kinds of dopamine and all the neurochemicals, you feel strong. So I've always treated my workouts like that. I just downed the intensity. You know, I used to do, you know, an hour to an hour and a half workouts, like a fight for my life. Now at the gym, I don't treat every workout like that. And I don't do an hour, an hour and a half workouts. I do about 30, 45 minutes in the gym. But I'll treat one or two sets, you know, like this is a fight for my life. You know, this is, you go deep within yourself and you find out that you are so much more than you ever thought. So that's what I would encourage you all to do. Don't view pain as an interruption to the hedonistic lifestyle. View it as a chance to grow your spirit. And until next time, this is Mike Cernovich from DangerInPlay.com and Gorilla Mindset.